Whatever, bro. It's making fun of me because I have a little weed. Wheat. Wheat. Wheat with a T. Oh, T. Wheat. Yeah. Yeah. Wheat with a T. <laughs> Definitely. So I've got a bad, really, really bad memory, so I can't remember exactly what I said on Monday. <laughs> He's a fairly formal goat, but he likes to party. Chase. This is a New England. It's supposed to look like orange juice. Here we are. Chapter 11, Sonder Stories Podcast. Coming live to you from the Sonder Stories Podcast Studio. Mm-hmm. We've been calling it the Sonder Brewing Podcast Studio all along. That's been our mistake, boys. Yeah. It's the Sonder Stories Podcast Studio. Lots of S's, all the S's. So we are uh, live here. Uh, I am sitting next to Chase Legler. Hello. Jeff Parker. Hello. And Luke Shropshire. What's up, y'all? So today uh, we are back and uh, ready to talk about a new beer that we are releasing this week. Comes out on Friday. Excited for all of you to try it. Um, one thing that we made the pivot decision on was to even can this beer because we like it so much. And we were able to make that happen uh, quickly. I'm talking about our first sour beer. Our first uh, sour that we sent to our Oak Fooder. And we've added some fruit to it. It's called Mella. And uh, it's a passion fruit sour ale. We are all drinking it right now. Again, you guys will be able to all try this on Friday. I'm pretty pumped about this, boys. This is something that we've had a lot of people ask us questions about. Everyone wants to know, when's, when's your first sour coming? When are you making a sour? Well, here it is, and I'm pretty, uh, pretty pumped about the result of it. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm stoked. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, this, is, um, this is something I actually kind of always wanted to done. Or, I'm sorry, do. Uh, with Mela, um, we actually did a decoction on it, um, and I've actually kind of been wanting to do a decoction sour for a while, um, even though this was just only a lacto um, Saccharomyces uh, uh, fermentation, so just regular, uh, no petty or bread. Um, I think it uh, really showed some uh, extra characters that you really don't see in a lot of these fruited sours uh, around the area. Chase, um, once we pulled this out of the fooder, uh, we decided to add some fruit to it. Talk a little bit about that and and what the passion fruit does to this beer overall as a as a as a body as a, a whole beer. What the passion fruit does for it. Well, in the in the fooder, we you know targeted a, a specific uh, uh, total acidity, um, lactic acid uh, percentage. Um, so once it hit the level that we were shooting for, we know there'd be you know a little bit of a, a pickup from acidity as well uh, using uh, passion fruit because it's it's quite acidic. So we kind of shot for a little bit of the low side uh, with lactic acid production from our house culture. Um, and once it hit that level, we brought it back to the kettle and and repasteurized it so it was then clean and uh, war cooled it to stainless steel and did a uh, a clean fermentation on it. Um, I think with the the fruit uh, playing alongside with the acidity of, of the lacto that was created, it kind of ends up being a well-rounded beer. It's not it's not too thick or syrupy at all. It's it's uh, it's it's bitey. It's got a nice citric bite, but also has that lactic bite. Um, and you get a little bit of oak, I think, at the end of the of the beer itself, um, since it was in the fooder for about eight nine days or so. I think actually was it twelve days. 
Um, remember what it was, but it was it was it was it was about a some little over a week. I think about a week. Yeah, yeah. I think it was went in there on like a Friday and was in there. Yeah, it's it's days. interesting. For as much as the passion fruit adds to it, I still get that oak on the finish, which is really interesting. I I, I often don't when it comes to that fruit, mm-hmm. to passion fruit, and and um, it's it's a nice uh, yeah. nice add to it. Yeah, it's 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 nice to still have our you know because our food is pretty fresh still so. It, you know, it's still giving off a decent amount of oak flavor. Um, that will, you know, eventually kind of go away, but we can always add oak chips to the food or if you want a little more oak to it or other processes. Another thing I want to add to also is um, uh, past job, we, you know, knocked out quite a bit of kettle sours. And one thing I want to definitely differentiate from this um, is – it's not technically a kettle sour in the sense that we soured in our kettle. We actually are removing this wort from our kettle, throwing it into our fooder, and letting it rest in oak and uh, inoculated with um, basically a mother. So it's we have a lactose strain that's just always running and rolling um, that we have separated out in a carboy, um, and we just inoculate with that uh, culture. And you know, it's creating something that you're not really getting from just a regular pitch of you know, fresh bacteria. This is something that's going through generations and mutating and, 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 and getting different and giving off different flavors. And I think that with this, um, with this souring process that we're doing here, uh, versus the traditional kettle sour, we're getting more of a, more of an aggressive acid, um, uh, character on the nose and the aroma. And it's just rounding out with more complexity versus just being single noted. You're hitting it from the front of the palate to the back of your palate all the way through versus just a quick shot and then, do, then gone. So, uh, it, it, it's, it's very unique in its complexity. Yeah. There's, uh, uh, I guess there's a lot of, you know, a lot of breweries that will make sours and, um, they'll, they'll basically acidify, uh, the wort down to a specific, you know, they use, they, they use pH. I use, you know, uh, titratable, uh, acidity as lactic acid, but a lot of breweries will add, you know, acids to it, you know, lactic acid or phosphoric acid to bring it down to a specific pH, which I guess is fine, but I, I just, I'm not sure why you'd want to do that. Cause I mean, they're, I mean, a lot of breweries are acidifying it like halfway through just by adding acids to it. And it's just, it's not leaving a lot of complexity back for the beer with their their actual sour program. It's just kind of uh, for me. It's just it's just kind of cheating, I think, just to add a bunch of lactic acid to it and say, oh yeah, it's it's a sour beer that we did with our sour program. I mean, you can test me on it. I, I promise you, you can e- easily pick out a night an ev- easily soured lactic acid based sour because of its process of being made. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of, <laughs> yeah. Jeff, you catching that over there? I'm getting it. I'm getting it. No, yeah. I mean, sa- sours have been a really hard style for me to approach for a long time. And, I mean, the, the ones that I've really liked are, like, your traditional Flanders, like, kind of red sours, mm-hmm. your Duchess, and kind of stuff like that. And I really like, really like the Abner or whatever from, you know, I like that high acidity and whatnot. And I think, you know, some of the stuff that yeah. is... You know these first brews coming out of the sour program are just ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's just it just kind of be, became, I guess, normal uh, for brewers just to just to add a bunch of acid to it to get it down to a point and then and then do a quick kind of sour on it. Um, I just think it's it, it should be the other way. You get, I mean, I think brewers should just be building their own sour program up. Uh, I mean, there's a reason why it took us this long to <laughs> to, to release our first sours because we've been growing our 
our lacto house culture blend up. Um, basically, I think it was like two or three weeks after. I think we were open. We we got our we got our our, our lacto in house and started growing it up. So now we have a, a you know a micro program set up for testing all of our beers uh, with uh, Orange Broth Media to to let us know if there's any kind of uh, lactic acid production happening in our in our clean beers. So one of the things that you had said, Luke, was that you can tell when it's been. I don't I don't know if you use the word cheated. Maybe it was Chase. One of the two of you said that word, but cheated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I think maybe an appropriate word would be um, shortcut. Yeah. Perhaps. Uh, I can often tell, um, not to say, you know, I, from my background, I remember we used, to, we used to say sometimes that we give consumers too much credit and oftentimes we don't give them enough credit. Um, as we've talked about a long time, uh, I, I think things will begin to in, swing back incredibly fast to the beer, mm-hmm. right? At the end of the day, people want a great experience. Uh, we hope that all of you listening love your experience when you come to Sonder. We also hope that you love our beer, and one of the things that we try incredibly hard to do is to make sure that we're always producing high-quality beer, and I I think the thing that I'm most excited about with this beer is it's a true testimony to that. It's a testimony of making sure that we do it how we want to do it. It's certainly um, not wrong for anybody to take any other methods, uh, potentially shortcuts, cheating, what have you, whatever you want to call it. It's just not how we're choosing to do it. And I think the thing that I'm really excited about is being able to release this bad boy here uh, and do it how we feel really good about it. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, from my standpoint, when people walk into our tap room now in the future and, and, and see that we've got a traditional German lager and all the way to the, the crazy Northeast IPAs and fruited uh, milkshakes... Um, and then we've got sours as well. I think it's, I think it shows kind of the complexity of of, of Luke and I and, and, and now Jeff, part of our team, uh, creating these these beers that just hit all these different profiles and and just different styles of, of, of beers is what I'm kind of most proud of. Yeah, the versatility of this team is pretty amazing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because you're saying it's interesting. No, no, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing because. The way Luke is sitting right now, which nobody can see because we're on radio, he's sitting. I like to be comfortable. Across- <laughs> All right, is there, is, is there a sin about that? <laughs> I couldn't be comfortable with my legs crossed like that. I'm just no like, way, no way. He's sitting with his legs crossed. He's also, <laughs> I've never noticed Luke has incredibly thin, like small ankles. Hey, <laughs> and, and you shut up. He's petite in his own right. Not only he's does he have small giant. ankles, but he's wearing Don't two different that. socks. That's true. And one of his socks are, are super old man socks. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about the name. So this sour is called Mella. Chase, I'm going to let you kind of take over here um, and tell us where the name of this beer comes from. Something I know you're, you're, you're pretty close to and it's near and dear to your heart. Yeah. Uh, so I have two awesome nieces, Ella and Maya. And uh, they were super, they were super... Uh, you really couldn't have said it in the other way? Just this one time? <laughs> Maya just for and the... Ella. <laughs> Maya and Ella. Which one's older? Ella's older, so that's why it's Ella and Maya. <laughs> yeah, but, okay. um, Keep going, sorry. <laughs> um, so they were, you know, they, uh, they were very close to, to Haley and, and, and myself. So they, they struggled a little bit with us leaving Wisconsin. Um, that was probably, the, you know, some of the harder, harder people to, uh, to leave uh, behind. Not that anybody was 
not hard to leave behind, but Ellen Maya. You're going to get two or three phone calls after that. Yeah, FaceTime. Yeah, FaceTime. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. From you, did, you didn't FaceTime miss me? <laughs> I miss everybody. Um, but anyways, so um, they, they came up with this name and uh, had been uh, asking uh, myself and Haley to, to make sure we brew a beer named Mella. Um, and we were kind of kicking around the idea for the name. And I think. Why did we choose this one? Well, I think it makes sense for the. It just fits the beer. Mella is, you know, something kind of fruity and um, wild. It's just cool though. Mella is just Mella. like. Ooh. Yeah, they came up yeah. with a cool name. They actually it, have a list of names dope. actually that Justin has. Oh, yeah. uh, they're they're very creative little girls. Um, yeah. And it's a sour. Like you have to have something yes. unique with a sour. Yeah. Something very unique, New York, with a sour. So you have to have Mella. Yeah. Unique New York. It's it's a delicate it's a delicate beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's fun. Yeah, it's so good. It's really fun. It, it totally fits their personalities. I'm yeah. really excited for them. The program's just getting established, and it's obviously being propped up by some awesome things. But they're coming off so clean, uh, being executed so well that you know. And like I said earlier, it's not really a style that I've I've gravitated to. But uh, I'm really excited for the sour program moving forward. And I, I think the Brett saison that's going to come out uh, very soon is going to be just off the charts. Yeah, I think one of the things that I'm <laughs> I think one of the things that I'm probably most excited about is what this what this sour, what Mella does for the future program. So, and, and what I what I'm really excited about is how we just keep, get to keep building on this. So, one of the things I was going to ask Chase, so hopefully people are clamoring for more, right? That's that's what we hope for. We just hope that, that people love it so much that they can't, they can't wait for our next one. So what does that look like? How are we – Luke talks a little bit about the yeast strand, right? So we're able to continue to cultivate that. We're content, we are able to continue to build that up. But what does a beer like this do for our next mellow, whatever that looks like, right? Is that do – we, do we continue to, to build on this and do beers like this that are potentially lower in – an ABV and, and more crushable for summertime. Are we going to start throwing them? What, what are your thoughts on maybe more barrel aging, wine aging? Mm-hmm. We've got the punch-ins. Get, get people a little excited about that. I know a little bit more than, than most people probably listening, so uh, share a little bit about what that looks like. And then I, I would love to hear, Jeff, from your perspective after he's done, having not really done a lot with that in your past, um, how you're excited to kind of grow into that and, and sure. what that looks like. Uh, well, I mean, if, if people like this beer a lot, we can kind of, uh, you know, utilize our, our mother culture of lacto and reproduce the, the base again. And you know, I think Luke and I have talked quite a bit about, you know, what we want to do for sours. And obviously we have the, the barrels that we can do separately for fun one-offs, um, you know, for, for these beers that we can turn around relatively quickly, again, without any addition of any acids except for our, our, our culture. Um, we can burn these out relatively fast, and we can do teas uh, infused with herbs, uh, fruit. Um, it's really kind of unlimited of what we can do with this beer. Um, you know, obviously, we're bringing it back to the kettle um, to repasteurize it, so we're killing off that lactose. So when it goes to the stainless steel, it's, it's clean at that point. Um, so I think it's kind of, really, it's, uh, it's kind of up to our imaginations and you know, I'm excited too to get all of our you know employees involved into it as as well. Me too. You know, just 
you know, having it on our, 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 our Slack and getting people ideas to come to us and, you know, ultimately we can decide what uh, what we want to do, but it's pretty unlimited, to be honest with you. Yeah, just always rotating, always fun, always just something rolling, a uh, nice golden sour, um, something to differentiate from our Berliner as well, too, and or Argoza. So, Jeff, what is this like for you? So, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I don't think you have a lot of experience with sours particularly, correct? I've had a lot of sours, but I've never brewed one. Okay. Never, I mean, except for the experience I have with these guys. And, and it's really kind of, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of cellar work while they're kind of, you know, every, every brew, every sour, like they're sitting there bouncing back and forth to each other and really, um, really kind of brainstorming. And, you know, with the sour and with these cultures that we have that have been mutating and evolving, you know, we have something really unique in-house, but then also, you know, something really traditional in-house, too. And it, it gets me really excited, you know, because it was a style that, that, like I said, you know, I didn't approach. It wasn't something I was ever really excited about. You could get good sours out of a couple places. In my mind, a couple places in the world good sours were coming out of. And now here, you know, when we're getting this program rolling, the, the sours are just coming off super clean, super delicious. And that makes me, uh, it makes me excited because, you know, we're now you know, like the third or fourth place in the world that I believe has decent sours coming out. So Dang. that's pretty cool. Right? I mean. That's dope. So so I would like to wrap up this podcast with uh, something I, I think I'll probably start leaning more towards with all of our podcasts is just whoever and whoever our guests are can, can participate in it. But I would love for people just to continue to get to know us uh, and, and, and just more things about us. We hope that if any of you are listening and you see any of us in the tap room, stop us and, and talk to us. We love that. That's why we're in this business. Uh, and, and a lot of these would probably be icebreakers, I would assume. So this week's question I'd love for everyone to answer. What is a sour that has been memorable for you that you've had in your past? Uh, perhaps a lot of our listeners maybe aren't familiar with sours. Maybe they've never really dove into that style What's something maybe that, that's been memorable for you in this style um, from, your, from your past? Not so much brewing, but as a consumer. Uh, I think the most exciting time I ever drank Lambic was when I went to Cantillon in uh, uh, Belgium and drank uh, straight Lambic um, from the cask uh, in a clay pot. Like straight out, how big was the clay pot? Did you like drink it, was about, it out it was of like it? A, it was like a liter. <laughs> It's like a liter pot, and you know, they poured it to a glass, and they drank it, and it was delicious. That's pretty awesome. By the Legit. way, if any of you uh, listening would like to see what happens, like the shenanigans that are happening while we're talking here, I feel like you'd be wildly entertained. Uh, let us know. Uh, find a way. Uh, we're on all social media platforms, um, Sonder Brewing. Um, we would love to get your feedback on what we could do better with this podcast. One of the things I've been tossing around with, with uh, Danny, our marketing guy, our, po- our producer, non-producer, uh, is uh, finding a way to maybe go li- Facebook Live while we do these videos I think would be really entertaining for folks. Yeah. Uh, but I also don't want to do that if, it's, if everyone's just going to think it's a waste of time. So let us know if you'd like to see that. Uh, Jeff, let's go to you. I think you were going to say something and I cut you off. Sorry. Oh, it's all good. Oh, my Hot mic. Um, one of my favorite uh, sour styles I, I mentioned earlier that, that 
traditional Flanders, Belgian style, uh, the Duchess de Bourgogne or whatever, that's been like kind of my favorite, got me into sours, made me realize that I could enjoy them. But I've liked some of those, uh, those lighter Brett sours, you know, the Abner that you had recently. So, um, so those have made me excited kind of for the style and uh, those really have made the biggest impact besides obviously the, the current ones that I'm drinking right now. Nice. So. Chase, everyone's most interested answer. Uh, it's, I, don't, I guess, probably boring, I guess, but it makes sense. Uh, I would say New Glarus is uh, raspberry tart. Um, my Dick. wife, my now wife, used to, and I used to drink raspberry tart. Did you say your now wife? Like now wife. <laughs> my first wife. Not your former wife. My first and current. But I'm bummed. As she says, I'm her first husband, so she's my first wife. <laughs> she's your now wife. My now wife. Um, no, we used to we used to have dinners at the house, you know, when we were eight, 18, 19, and I'd always have a bottle of raspberry. Oh, I was underage. Oops. When, when Oops. you were 21. No, oh, there you was, you I think it's Wisconsin, so you go. It is Wisconsin. Yes. It's weird up there. When you were 21 yeah. and 22, you yeah. had dinners? Yeah, definitely. Um, um, so, yeah, we'd have dinner. And we'd always have a bottle of raspberry tart between dinner because it was, it was pretty special to us. We both loved the beer a lot. And it was cool to be, you know, that young, 19, 20, 21. 21, 22. 21. Yeah, yep. Making. Just actually last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, part of the team making uh, such a wonderful beer. So definitely New Glarus's, uh raspberry tart is, is mine. Nice. Uh, I have a few. I would say, for me, I, would, I think my most memorable experience with a sour beer uh, is probably one of my most memorable experiences from a beer in general. Um, we, my wife and I were given a gift while uh, she was pregnant with our first daughter, Bella, Isabella. And uh, Bella, was, Bella was born and... We took a bottle, uh, snuck a bottle into the, the hospital. Um, I had it with us the whole time. And then as soon as we were transferred down to the, 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 the post-op room or the recovery room where we would be for the next two days, um, we cracked uh, Cantillon uh, Rose de Gambrinus, Gambrinus, Rose de Gambrinus, um, 2009, and, uh, and then followed up pretty quickly by Lou Pepe Frambois, also 2009. Uh, both of them are from Cantillon Brewing in Brussels, Belgium. But I remember, I think it was twofold, right? I think it was part of the experience of this is our first daughter. She was just born. We're celebrating with something that we have together that we love. But I remember those beers and the way they tasted more than any beers I've ever had in my entire life. And I remember... When I had those beers, they were my a. They were my first experience with any Cantillon beers, and then b. Uh, they were enjoyed with Liz over the special occasion. But I'm telling you that those beers pushed me over the cliff for sours. I remember thinking at that time, like, man, if all I drank for the rest of my life were beers that tasted like this, I would I would love beer forever. And uh, so. Obviously, you guys know that. Um, I've, I've shared a, a little bit of that story with you guys, maybe not in full, but um, I'm excited about our sours because I think we have the ability to do those caliber of beers, and I'm really excited about it. So um, I, don't, I have an empty beer. 
And at the end of every podcast, we are supposed to cheers because Chase doesn't like to cheers to an empty glass. So I need a little bit of beer here. Um, thank you guys for continuing to listen. Uh, if you like what we're doing, rate us and review us. Sonder Stories podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're available on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Obviously, you know that because you're listening right now, which makes me sound a little bit like an idiot. But a good one. Um, we also are on all social media. Producer, non-producer Danny uh, does a great job of um, helping facilitate all of that. So wherever you uh, do your PNP. medias of social, whether that's uh, the Facebook or the InstaFace and Snapbooks and all that stuff, uh, we're on all of it. Thank you for continuing to listen. Guys, thank you for continuing to make good beer. Um, and uh, cheers to Mella. To Maya and Ella. Cheers. Maya and Ella. Love you. Love you too.